This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, Jamie, we are headed back to the southern Oregon coast, I should say the southern coast range, for a look at some of the region's most beautiful waterfalls. When Oregonians think of waterfalls, we tend to think of the Columbia River Gorge, Mm -hmm. right? Which is home to at least, at least a dozen of our state's most famous plunges. But as we've said here on the show before, we often overlook some of the many incredible waterfalls in Oregon's picturesque coast range, which is the mountain range kind of between the Willamette Valley and most of the Oregon coast. Totally. So when I want to go get my waterfall fix, I almost always head to the gorge. In fact, just yesterday, I was out along the Eagle Creek Trail uh, for a little hike and trail run, checking out some waterfalls, saw some really good ones. But if I'm looking for a little different flavor, a little something different, I'd probably turn toward the Northern Coast Range, which we've actually talked about in a previous show that we'll link to in the show notes. Though, Jamie, what I haven't really considered is heading further south, where You just were checking out some real beauties, so it seems. And there is plenty, plenty, plenty to keep an intrepid traveler busy in the Southern Coast Range. Absolutely, Jim. So I I spent a couple days exploring the South Coast Range waterfalls, and um, that was here just the beginning of March. Mm -hmm. So we just had a big storm come through. So the waterfalls were just absolutely gushing. I mean, really, really roaring. It was a little intimidating, to be honest, just how much water was coming off of these falls. And in the creeks, I mean, the creeks were just rapids, just going so fast, churning, bubbling. And when you're kind of out there along these creeks and in the forest, and you have that kind of that that quiet forest Mm -hmm. all around you, sort of the brown and the green, the ferns, the furs and sort of the, that that growth hasn't quite started to bud yet. And then contrast that quiet forest with these just absolute mm-hmm. bubbling and bursting creeks and waterfalls. It's such a cool experience, I think. One of my favorite things about hiking in any area where waterfalls or creeks or, or rivers are present, you're walking along this trail that's right along the riverside, right? You're, you're stepping along and then Maybe there's an obstruction or something and the trail takes a bend away from the river and you go from having kind of this really visceral and noisy sound of the river. Very, you're very connected to it. And then you kind of wander away for a second and it fades to quiet. And then you round another bend and you hear a waterfall way up in the distance and you know, you can't see it yet, mm-hmm. but you can hear it up there and you're like, okay, I know something good is around the next corner or up this hill. And it sounds like that's spot on what you had here in in the South Coast range. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's so, so many waterfalls in this area. Before we kind of get into them, we should probably talk about like for folks who aren't familiar with the 
you know, the geography, you're like, what is the South yeah. Coast Range? Yeah. So the Coast Range Mountains, um, if you're looking at a map, they, they run, um, not the whole length of the Oregon coast. They kind of run from the Columbia River in the north, um, down to where they meet the Klamath Mountains, um, in Southern Oregon. So you can kind of, if you're, if you're familiar with the coast geography, you can kind of think basically Coos Bay, North is the coast range, you know, in that area between the coast and the Willamette Valley. And when you're looking at North Coast Range versus South Coast Range, for me, I kind of split that just kind of right in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if there's a scientific way to look at it, but you just more practically speaking, you know, you can say like Newport South, you've got the South Coast Range, Newport North is the North Coast Range. So for this trip, I was looking at the Coast Range waterfalls that are in that kind of Southern section of that mountain range. Mm-hmm. So for you, uh, in Portland, a little bit more of a drive than it would be to say, pop over to the Northern coast range. And Jamie, you, you kind of told me going into this, you're like, ah, man, I'm a little, I don't know that nervous is the right word about this trip, but it, it, some of these are hard to find. This is not easy. Yeah. Like waterfall corridor driving through the Columbia river gorge, get out of your car and saunter. 50 yards across a paved parking lot. This is a little bit more involved here for many of them. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about a lot of these sort of long winding back roads. Some of them are easy to find on maps or down paved roads. Some, you know, it's a matter of navigating these complex networks of unsigned gravel forest roads, <laughs> right? Um, where you have to have your handwritten directions because you don't know if you're going to have cell service. So, I mean, all the precautions that we talk about when driving you know, these back roads or in wintertime, especially those same precautions apply. So, you know, bring extra supplies, food, water, that sort of thing. Make sure you have written directions or printed directions and, you know, really make sure you take all the precautions necessary to make sure you're going to be safe out there because it, you are in some cases going out into these remote wilderness areas. Remote wilderness areas, though, means uh, a little bit of a respite from the crowds, at least hopefully, yes. definitely this time of year and uh, some natural splendor more or less all to yourself, especially if you're going, as we've talked about many times, on a weekday and an off time, so on and so forth. So, Jamie, there are four main spots for waterfalls in the Southern Coast Range. And because you are the man with a plan, I'm going to turn it over. Where are we going first? Let's talk about one of the spots we've already talked about before, kind of get it out okay. of the way. Okay. Uh, Golden and Silver Falls. We talked about this very mm-hmm. recently in our episode of, of Little Visited uh, Oregon State Park Sites. A beautiful spot. Two main waterfalls there, Golden Falls and Silver Falls. Uh, again, not to be confused with the Silver Falls uh, in Silverton. Yep. This is a spot that is uh, located kind of just outside of uh, Coos Bay. Uh, again, down these long winding roads to get to, but it's a really, really beautiful spot to do a couple quick hikes to a couple of really beautiful waterfalls. I love that, Jamie. And you get to check the other Silver Falls off your Oregon bucket <laughs> right. list, if you will. I like the feeling of kind of, we've talked before about the other Eagle Creek, right? Not the one in the gorge, the one, I think it's technically in the Mount Hood National Forest. Maybe I might be wrong, but yep. um, a little something different. And uh, neither Golden nor Silver Falls are anything to scoff at, to say the least. But Jamie, not the most spectacular of the bunch that you saw. You were raving about one in particular. Oh, yeah. So Kentucky Falls is one that I was just and I knew kind of going in that it was going to be really good. Okay. But it is um, just an 
excellent hike, I think. So this is located a little bit farther north of Golden Silver Falls. So if you're heading, if you go like to Florence yeah. and you take uh, Oregon 126 between Florence and uh, Eugene area, you, if you, you can kind of jump off onto these back roads and this is kind of one of those harder ones to find okay. just in terms of a lot of twists and turns, a lot of, you know, go 7.2 miles mm-hmm. and turn left at the mm-hmm. T intersection kind of stuff. But once you get there, it is just an absolutely spectacular hike. It's, you know, not necessarily too long or too difficult, but what you get out of it is these three absolutely spectacular waterfalls. Jim, imagine this here. So you, you get out of your car at the uh-huh. Kentucky Falls trailhead and it's just like you're talking about you're walking through the really quiet forest um i was there it was draining it was drizzling it was wet you could smell the cedar all the ferns and little salamanders or newts crossing the trail really nice and quiet and you hear kind of the the creek kind of running alongside the forest and all of a sudden you hear this kind of that roar of the waterfall from the distance right that like sound and Going up over top of this hill, you can look down upon Kentucky Falls, or I guess it's technically Upper Kentucky Falls, which is an just a spectacular, spectacular waterfall. 88 feet tall, pours down off the cliffs, and it's just a beautiful sight. You keep hiking beyond Kentucky Falls, and it somehow leads to an even more spectacular sight. You get to the very end of this trail. It's about two miles out one way, so about four miles round trip. At the end of this hike, there are two waterfalls in one viewpoint. Oh, wow. So the river kind of splits off into two branches and goes down these two waterfalls, um, which is Lower Kentucky Falls and one called North Fork Falls. And so you have an opportunity to just stand at this one viewpoint and take in two, again, really spectacular waterfalls in one look. And it is just like this whole you know, forested Canyon is just full of mist and it's all green and white and gray and brown. Um, and just the power coming off of these waterfalls is just spectacular. So Jamie, I'm looking at a picture of the two waterfalls you described here and they're split by kind of a grove of trees. It's green on either side hillside, of course, that the waterfalls are cascading down. I, I say with a pretty high level of confidence here, if this is a waterfall that A, more people knew about, these are waterfalls that more people knew about, and B, if it were a little bit more reasonably accessible, and I say reasonably, you know, a little iffy there, this would be an Oregon classic. Yeah, easily. And I think, you know, there there are uh, crowds who do find Kentucky Falls yeah, over on OregonHikers.org. Uh, website we use for hiking mm-hmm. a lot they say it's crowded on the weekends um, when i was there jim in you know the off season on a weekday i saw you know as i finished my hike i saw what a pair of other hikers who were just starting and that was all i saw yeah. the whole time so you can certainly have the place to yourself if you have the ability to do so um, and if you do take it because it's a gorgeous spot to be by yourself out there just with you know with the power of these waterfalls um a a really great and refreshing spot. And to sit and have your lunch, I'm kind of thinking, visualizing this view- viewpoint here to sit and have your lunch. You know, you said it was a little drizzly rainy, maybe not the time that you're trying to sit there and, you know, take <laughs> it in for an hour. And uh, by the way, you are uh, jamming in as much travel as you can into your reporting trips. They are our reporting trips, not just sightseeing trips. And yeah. 
Uh, so you maybe don't have the time to sit and stay a while, but the idea of kind of, you know, you've got, uh, your sandwich, your carrots, your apple, your, uh, trail mix, whatever it is in, in your bag with you, uh, stopping and spending a time kind of looking out over two magnificent waterfalls. That seems right up my alley. But, Jamie, we can't sit and stay for too long because we have two more waterfalls to hit. But first, we'll take a short break. All right, folks, we are back talking about the waterfalls of the Southern Coast Range here in Oregon. Jamie, we talked Kentucky Falls. We talked Golden and Silver Falls. Next up, we have uh, one that just sounds like a slice of Oregon perfection, Jamie. We're going to Sweet Creek. Hmm, Sweet Creek. Sounds so nice, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, sounds so oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, this is a spot that's located real close to Kentucky Falls. I mean, it's a little bit of a drive to go between the two just because of, you know, the forest roads. But it as the crow flies, it's pretty close. Um, it's a, a small little trail that I really like, Jim. And part of it was because of the time of year I was there. Um, the, the Sweet Creek itself was just flowing so huge and so fast. But it's this, this nice little trail kind of along the rocky cliffs there and along some uh, walkways they've built over top of the creek. So you're kind of walking with the creek a little bit under your feet, um, which is uh, when it's going as fast as it did, a little scary, um, but really, really cool and beautiful. And as you're walking alongside this creek, there are several um, good waterfalls to see capped off at the end by sweet creek falls itself which is kind of this two plunge waterfall mm. and you've got a viewpoint at the bottom and also at the top uh really really awesome small hiking area the trail itself you did see several of all of the waterfalls it's about 5.2 miles out okay. and back but what i did jim was just a quick 2.2 miles out and back from the main trailhead um out past this waterfall called Annis falls which is really beautiful um the sweet creek falls and back and it was just a quick nice little hike there so if you're doing Kentucky Falls, this is a great companion to it. Uh, if you've got the time to, to hit a couple of waterfall hikes um, and a nice spot to go hiking too, just on its own, I think. It sounds like it, Jamie. And, and I'm always a fan of places where you can get, this is the wrong way to put it exactly, but more bang for your buck. You, you're not just going, and this is maybe the wrong way to look at hiking in general, just going to a destination and then turning around and coming back once you've reached it. But it's nice to have little you know, carrots along the way to keep you going, keep you excited, something to look at, something to to give you pause and say, oh, we're going to stop here for a bit. We're going to line up a nice photo. We're going to enjoy this setting on the way to maybe the main event. And it seems like Sweet Creek really hits that uh, that nail on the head, so to speak. Absolutely. Like if you're doing like, for example, like an overnight trip between Eugene and Florence, Hit Kentucky Falls on the way there, hit Sweet Creek on the way back, hit both of them on one way. I mean, it, it's nice to have a couple of different options of places to stop at um, on a way. Or if you've been to one before and not the other, mm-hmm. check out that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's, I, you're right, Jim. It's really nice to have these, like you said, carrots along the way, different things to do as you go. Um, it just makes a trip really nice and fulfilling and gives you more options for if you want to go do the same stuff over and over again to try something a little bit different. Yeah, I like that for sure. The last one, Jamie, but not the least one, Alsi Falls. Sounds like another gem uh, that you happily uh, checked out. This is the first one I did on my trip because it is the one that is the farthest north. So this is um, just kind of between, uh, I guess, Corvallis and Waldport. 
So a lot of people do that Corvallis to Newport Drive along US 20, uh-huh. but instead you take Oregon 34 to go towards Wildport. You can jump off that highway and head to this little um, Alsea Falls recreation site. Really easy to get to, all paved roads all the way up to the trailhead. And there are two waterfalls on this hike that are both really, really spectacular. Again, especially this time of year when yeah. the, the, the rivers are really going, it's a great spot to be. So this uh, hike, it's about 4.2 tw- 4. miles round trip. It takes you, starts out right off at the, at Alsea Falls, which is real near the trailhead. So if you're just looking to do one quick waterfall, you can just walk, you know, a couple hundred yards out to Alsea Falls, take a look at that and be done if you want. But if you want to do a little bit more of a hike, you can hike out to what's called Green Peak Falls, um, which is uh, a little bit more of a larger waterfall. Um, it's another really good one. It's not quite as spectacular as, say, your Kentucky Falls and that it's not as tall as some of these other ones, but it's a really nice pair of waterfalls there. Um, and again, for folks going between the valley and the coast, a really nice place to stop off and hike, see some waterfalls, get some pictures, enjoy yourself. I think it's a great stop. Alsea mm-hmm. Falls in particular, Jamie, is a, a little different flavor than many of the how, – how, how do you describe individual waterfalls? There's probably better ways to put this, but like one stream of water coming down over a cliffside, kind of that standard – cascade plunge magnificent beautiful in its own right all sea falls especially in the condition that you saw it looks like it's kind of coming down in multiple different directions here multiple streams of water down into a uh, kind of a series of not quite pools but over this rocky geography where the water really almost like it appears that it's trying to find the path of least resistance kind of (laughs) through this rocky jumble and that could, of course, change depending on the stream flow. But it looks really unique and quite interesting. And with only a couple hundred yards away from the trailhead, something worth checking out. Yeah, it's like a giant rapid, you know, and um, you, you can look at the pictures of it in the off season. It's a bit more calm, a little more tame. It's sort of these, these, these flatter, rocky areas you can walk out onto toward the creek. But this time of year, those flatter, rocky areas are just covered inundated with water because there's so much coming down um yeah a little bit different it's not like a a big long plunge but it's um you know it's 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 a bit more complex than that so it's i think a really interesting spot just to you know go and check out and take a look at if you're into you know waterfall geography especially and then to tack on green peak falls with a little bit of a walk uh it's a twofer as we said uh a little extra something if you're stopping there so jamie tons to do tons to see uh and also as we said maybe a little bit farther away for some folks living in the valley but well worth the drive any last words about this collection of waterfalls down in the southern coast range jamie yeah, I mean, there are so many more waterfalls. Yeah. The question is, how far do you want to go out of your way to find them? And how worth it really is it to find some of them? Some of these are not as larger or as spectacular. Um, so you might end up driving for a couple hours to see, you know, what amounts to a, a small rapid. What I like to use is this website called um, the Northwest Waterfall Survey. Waterfallsnorthwest.com is the address. And they have a map of all of like all of the waterfalls in the Pacific Northwest. And you can look at some of them that show you pictures, directions, ratings. They've, they've got a complex ranking system to ma- to rate the magnitude of them to see if it's worth it. Uh, and it's a great resource to have if you want to do a little bit more waterfall hunting from there. 
Um, and it's also worth noting that there are some really nice waterfalls that are located on private land, specifically um, the uh, Millicoma tree farm that's owned by the timber company Weyerhaeuser. Those are accessible, um, but you have to have a special permit to access them and they are extremely limited and also a little bit expensive. So for this trip, I didn't do any of those because it's just the access is a little bit more difficult. Um, but know that those are out there as well if you want to do even more exploring. There's just frankly so many good waterfalls out there. You could spend years trying to see them all. It's kind of a fun game too, going to check out something new, finding out how to get there, doing a little scouting. And I will say, Jamie, the Northwest Waterfall Survey folks, they they ask the question on their website, exactly how many waterfalls do we have inventoried on this website? And the number in Oregon is 1,640 waterfalls. <laughs> and that pales in comparison to Washington, which has 3,174 waterfalls inventoried on the website. Yeah. So, Jamie, Southern Coast Range and beyond. This is actually the first time I think that I've been on this website. I, I may have, you know, breezed by it before, but dive on in. There is lots to see and we will link to it in the show notes. Absolutely. If you're a waterfall geek, that is going to be a, a fun rabbit hole for you to explore right there. I love it. Well, Jamie, until next time here on the show, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show was produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.